So good morning, good afternoon, good day, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast on Pure Digital Passion with Moses Kemibaro. I'm super excited to have with me today Bulent, who's the founder and CEO of a company called Crypto Sasa, and they're a business that is hoping to change the way that we all view crypto and how we view cryptocurrencies in this part of the world being Kenya. Thank you very much for joining us today, Bulent. Thank you for the invite, Moses. Thank you so much. So, uh, Bulent, you and I, I think, met last year during, I think, the launch of Wowzy uh, in Westlands yes. uh, during an event. Yes. And uh, very coincidentally, we were sitting on the same table and we got talking and I think that sort of led to one thing. We met for, I think, one coffee. And here we are today talking about this uh, amazing new startup that you're setting up. But maybe you can tell us a little bit more about yourself, where you're from, um, how you got here. And of course, you know, then we can dive into uh, the details around Crypto Sasa. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> I'm actually very old to do this business, to be honest. First of all, let's start with that. Uh, but uh, my background is primarily media and then eventually online advertising, uh, which I was active in Turkey uh, in the 90s and 2000s. Um, and during my uh, work at my own digital agency, I also started working and getting involved in online gambling and betting as well. Uh, and it was their primary years back in early 2000s. Uh, and then I moved from Istanbul to London and lived there for about 12 years, uh, having sold my company, until uh, Kenya called me. It wasn't the first time I was coming here, but I had an assignment. Um, to become the operations officer for a betting company over here uh, in 2019. Uh, and so I made the move with my family and settled here in Nairobi. Uh, and then my contract ended uh, last year. And yeah, when it was coming to the end, me and my wife said, what do we do? Do we you know, go back to London, go to Istanbul, somewhere else? We said, no, nah, we like it here, let's stay. It's, it's good, it's good here. Literally, you know, we decided to stay without knowing what to do. But particularly uh, during my time with the betting company, I came to know um, mobile money payments, not only in Kenya, but throughout East African countries, because we were operating regionally pretty well. And what came to my attention was, it's fantastic for remittance purposes. It's okay when you get microcredits and stuff, Although particularly in Uganda, people suffer quite a lot on that. But it is extremely limited when it comes to doing something else with your money. And everyone has like, I don't know, 5,000, 3,000, sometimes 20,000 shillings sitting on their accounts with nowhere to go. Essentially, it's free money for the operators. So I decided let's give people a gateway uh, where if they wanted to, they could do something. They're not even crypto yet. It's only, you know, this money is sitting too idle. Uh, we should enable people to do something with it. Um, and it also came to me from my betting company because, you know, we also had uh, some float laying idle of customers' funds in our accounts. They were not doing anything with it. And then looking around at what can be done, it came to my attention, furthermore, that buying cryptos in Kenya particularly is quite difficult and clumsy. And we're talking last year, so, or even earlier than that, it was like to end of 2019. And I'm thinking, why? I mean, it should be a direct gateway from 
all payment systems. And then I looked into the space, um, no legal framework, nothing. Uh, so no, I mean, nothing, absolutely no, it completely ignored. Uh, and then I came across with my uh, now current partners uh, who are Kenyans uh, and uh, who know the space, who are well-known people as well. Uh, and I brought this idea to them. I said, you know, what do you think? Can we do it? And they looked at it also from the legal point of view and they said, yeah, no issues at all, let's do it. So that's what we're working on. We're based essentially building a gateway for the general public, essentially everybody, to go to a website or eventually an app and open an account, load their wallets using conventional payment methods, and then buy, sell, send, receive crypto, different currencies. And this whole thing is totally localized. So the prices of cryptos is in shillings, so people can relate it's not dollars. Like today, if it's 41, it will be more like 4,200,000 shilling or 4,500,000 shilling or something on our website. That's how it's going to be. And that's what we're building. That sounds amazing. Hello? That sounds amazing because, you know, it sounds so simple the way you've described, you know, the problem, the solution, um, the market for this. Um, and I think ultimately, so the problem you're solving here is basically you're trying to make access to cryptocurrencies, whether it's for remittances, for trading, much more accessible than it has been to date, right? That's the aim. I mean, I don't even call it a problem solving. It's just giving a new opportunity because it's not a problem. Okay? If you don't have a crypto, it's not a problem. You don't have to have a crypto, but it's a problem when you want to have. And the current methods are not only clumsy because you're literally buying from another person, uh, takes a long time, somewhere between 15 to 30 minutes, because you have to wake up the guy, he has to go to his account, send you the crypto, you have to send money, everything must be authorized uh, by literally, and then you have the transaction. Uh, and also they're expensive. And that's also understandable because of the time gap, there is always a cushion in the pricing, whereby with CryptoSasa, we give the opportunity to buy directly from international markets. So you will be buying at market prices without the cushion. Uh-huh, absolutely. It's much faster, much more efficient. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I've noticed in the market, and especially uh, as I travel around and talk to young people in Kenya, is that a lot of young people, I think people in their 20s, in their 30s, already switched on, especially in sort of places like Nairobi, um, Mombasa, people who are kind of connected all the time, very urbanite, um, they're already trading in crypto. They have accounts on platforms um, oh, yes, familiar absolutely. to them. Absolutely. But I think if you look at the broader population, you know, probably older people like me, you know, there's a lot of skeptical uh, people are suspicious. They think maybe it's something funny or unsafe. And I'm just wondering whether, you know, when you look at crypto SaaS and what you're trying to do in the market, how do you plan to deal with this lack of understanding or lack of education or this gap that we see in the market? For the broader population who are not as switched on? It's definitely a big part of our task, um, but we're not really here to tell people they should invest in crypto. We are here to tell people this is how you could invest into crypto. Uh, and, and then it's up to the people to invest or not. Uh, and you know, we're definitely not here to sparehead um, kind of a bullish movement towards it. It's a very individual 
decision. It's a very individual risk appetite because they are volatile. Now, but particularly that volatility makes cryptos an, an attractive asset because you can make a difference. You can put in a thousand shilling today and maybe have 1200 shilling in two days. Or if you hold on long enough, you can have 10,000 shillings in two years. There is no other asset class that comes even near that. And when I look at where, and then Kenyans are very enterprising people, where the investments actually go are more like conventional places. And of course you can lose money in conventional investments as well. You can buy yeah. a house and lose money. Absolutely. Or try onion farming and lose money. You know, every investment is risky. Um, with cryptos, um, they pretty much move along with the general markets. Uh, so if NASDAQ goes up, usually cryptos go up. If it goes down, that also goes down. However, NASDAQ goes up two points, crypto go, go up 12 points. Or NASDAQ goes down two points, crypto goes down 12 points. The movements are just you know, higher. And, and then, so if you catch the right waves, it can be very lucrative. And some people, and I'm not one of them, to be honest, have made tons of money with cryptos. Um, on the extreme bullish sides, people say this is going to go ballistic. It's going to be $2 million. On the extreme pessimistic sides, they say it's going to go to zero. I'm in neither camp. I'm just there to say, okay, there is this asset. I want to give access to people. Let them decide what they want to do with it. And particularly on the education side, we have a big task in numerous channels, uh, whether it's local or also international, that give you sufficient information about cryptos or some, some individual cryptos as well. So everyone, as with any investment decision, will have to make their own research a little bit. We will focus mostly on our at least formal education part on how to use the exchange. Because it's an exchange. It's not just you go there and you buy. But you move from a crypto to other, you place limit orders, and you can take position in the market and so forth. So uh, our education will be mostly to teach people how to use the platform. Okay. That's, I believe, where our priority and concentration should be. Absolutely. So I'm just wondering, I know that, uh, I don't know how soon you're launching uh, Crypto Sasa, but if today it was open, um, uh, maybe you can share with us the timeline, but also how easy is it for me to sign up for, uh, you know, Crypto Sasa? I imagine you have KYCs and all that. That's going to be very straightforward. So that's going to be very straightforward. It's really, uh, it's much less cumbersome than opening a bank account. It's more like an e-commerce site. So you go there, you tap register, and then you have to verify your email and your phone number. We'll take care of that. That's how you get onboarded. And then once you have registered, then uh, we have a small KYC, which is you upload your ID and you take a picture of you and your KYC is done. Off you go. Okay. So what's, what's the business model like? I mean, how do you actually make money? You have this exchange. People are buying different currencies. They're, you know, they're cashing out. They're depositing. Um, yeah, how does it work? The way we make money is like any exchange. We make it from volume. So we have maker fees, taker fees, and so forth. So, uh, and there is no other way. You're not going to be paying us anything. 
uh, it will be priced in into the final price of the crypto already. Or if there are some other, particularly when paying out, so when you buy crypto and send it somewhere, then there is the, what's called the gas fee that's going to be applied. So the whole uh, cost structure that comes with any crypto exchange is essentially replicated in crypto sasa. There is nothing you can do about that. Um, but uh, overall, it, it's going to be, I mean, our aim is to be out there always cheaper than any P2P, put it this way. When you go to Binance P2P or Paxful P2P, you will see different prices listed. When you come to Crypto Sasa, it will be usually 5 to 7% cheaper for the wow. same asset. Okay. So okay. That, that's the aim. That's significant. So, of course, with, with the rise of crypto and, and, and you know, obviously, uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, exchanges and so forth, one of the big trends that has come into the market including in Kenya is obviously the rise of NFTs, you know, non-fungible tokens, you know, how people are using smart contracts to uh, buy and sell digital assets. And then of course there's Web3, where of course, you know, Facebook last year even changed their name to Meta. Uh, and I'm just curious, you know, also at the same time we heard uh, earlier this year that the Central Bank of Kenya is making plans to launch a, a local digital currency that is gonna be pegged to the fiat uh, that is our current Kenya shilling. So I'm just curious about your no, thoughts actually, around NFTs you know, and all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, before coming to NFTs, let me touch on the digital currency. Okay. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm actually surprised why no one is calling it what it is, but Kenya is a country with the widest imaginable adoption of a digital currency in the form of M-Pesa or Airtel yes. Money. Uh, and it, what M-Pesa is, is literally the definition of a stablecoin. So it's a digital thing in this case that is pegged one-to-one -to, -one to Kenyan shillings. So you already have a digital currency and you also use it quite extensively. You can do everything here uh, with MPS and you can't do pretty much nothing without it. Um, so when, you know, I read all about the discussions revolving around um, the central bank digital currency. Um, I mean, I have a very bold idea there. I, I, if you ask me, central bank should buy a PESA and that's it. They don't need to do anything else, but <laughs> they won't do that, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, the difference of a central bank digital currency and in our case, a PESA would be um, probably the size because the digital currency will allow for uh, larger amounts of transfer, particularly for businesses. Uh, M-Pesa is quite limited when it comes to that. Uh, but really, apart from that, M-Pesa is your digital currency. Just embrace it, love it. Um, again, compared to a crypto stablecoin, it's not on blockchain. That's the only difference. It's on some servers and some systems that uh, Safaricom has from, I think, uh, Huawei is the one that's doing the, uh, <clears throat> let's say, the foundation of it. But um, apart from that, it's already there. So that's my take on it. And what actually one of the key things that we will be offering on uh, CryptoSasa is USDT which is a digital dollar. And 
and so that that's that's a gateway that doesn't exist right now. You know, you have to go to a forex office or go to your bank to buy dollars. Whereby with CryptoSasa, you can turn your shillings into dollars in an instant online, and then move those dollars as well because you can send or receive from your relatives in Canada or Australia. Um, so, and I believe it's going to be our largest volume in terms of transactions shilling to dollars because we, people can relate to it. Um, speaking of NFTs, it is a space we are looking very um, carefully at. There is a lot of movement around NFTs, pretty much everywhere, but also in Kenya a lot. And one part of our company is particularly concentrated on that. We actually make NFTs and you know we can put them on the market. What on CryptoSasa will happen is we will eventually have an NFT market later on this year. Wow. Uh, so, you know, it, it is a, it's, it's a separate topic in many senses. It's not separate at all in certain senses. Uh, but yeah, we will hopefully be able to uh, take people's NFTs and put them on the market for other people's to bid or buy on them and maybe connect to international markets as well. So going back to what you just said, which I think is quite profound, you know, this idea that you can take your crypto uh, to convert it to dollars, you know, to fiat and then use it for things. No, like you can take country. your shilling and convert it to dollars. Exactly. Within the platform, right? Yeah, of course. USTT. That's what it is. USTT yeah. is dollar. Exactly. And it's pegged to the, the same dollar value. So that's, I mean, for many people, I mean, obviously it becomes this incredible opportunity to then be able to make these transactions that sometimes are quite complicated. That, not only that, it's also cheap, uh, but furthermore, particularly in, not necessarily in Kenya, to be honest, but other East African countries where we will be present as well as the time goes on. Yeah. Uh, it is a fantastic storage of value that you can relate to. Because it is called a stable coin for a reason. It is a dollar. It doesn't change. Yeah. But the you know uh, Zambian kwacha changes against the dollar. So instead of holding your own assets or your own wealth in Zambian kwacha, you should be move, moving to USDT and keep it as US dollar at least, even if you don't want to invest. At least there is this uh, monetary security that you know on, on the fluctuations of the local currencies you still have the upper hand that's what most people actually use it for understandably so it's a it's it's a storage of wealth so it sounds to me almost like when you sort of move away from the the initial perception that many people have of you know cryptocurrencies and bitcoin and these wild fluctuations and so forth it seems to me that a bigger opportunity here is really to understand all the use cases that cryptocurrencies present for somebody who wants to invest in that asset class. You know what? The use cases, we don't even know what's going to come up yet. The market is going to teach us that. We have some ideas, but you know, the reality will be once we're alive and running, what the customers will actually come for. Uh, and I can tell you one thing, I mean, people already talk about CryptoSasa in, in many circles. Um, and out of the blue, we receive a request from someone connected to one of our shareholders and says, you know what, I'm dealing with Russia. And they're selling flowers to Russia. 
and they have difficulty bringing the money from Russia. And they opted to be one of our test users. They said, you know, we'd be turning over around three, 400,000 euros every month with them and we can't bring the money in because Russians cannot send money via SWIFT. And they said, can we do it via you? I said, of course, you know, you buy, they send you USDT, there is your money. It's a use case that I have never thought about. It's completely business, it's completely legit. Uh, and Russians that cannot send money to their purchases in Kenya, they can use USDT for that, and that's good. So, you know, it's, it, that's why when you come to use cases, there are, I mean, like the, the, the diaspora, okay, Kenyans living outside in different countries and supporting uh, their families over here. You know, it's a cheap way of sending money. And inside our platform, we have uh, one feature uh, that is actually quite unique. Um, if I have a CryptoSasa account and you have a CryptoSasa account, I can send you any asset except shillings because then it's a remittance product, but any asset apart from shillings free of charge. So it doesn't even have to be on chain. It can be off chain. And wow. we do that with vouchers. So I send you a voucher and then you enter that voucher into your account. Plus that, my assets are yours. And we're not gonna charge for that. That's brilliant. Wow, okay, I see this is a completely, I mean, there's so many possibilities that I'm seeing here. Which leads me to my yeah, next question. Exactly. Um, I mean, from where you're sitting right now, I mean, um, I don't know when exactly you're launching, but where do you see, you know, crypto Sasa in the next two to five years? Where do you think this could go? I mean, the, the, the plans are big. Uh, first of all, the, um, the main principle of CryptoSasa is to be African and local. So um, our natural environment or our natural neighbors are obviously the first ones we will go to, but every market uh, also offers a different challenge. Uh, so we will have to adopt and be available. The, the main thing is, you know, the exchange itself will be what it is, will be developed as the time goes on with different features and products. But to be, let's say in Uganda, for me means be in line with normal Ugandan payment systems, which is fine because they also have mobile money and debit cards and everything. But we're looking into Somalia, for instance, which is cash. It's a whole different ballgame. Uh, I don't know if you will be able to do it or not, but uh, the, the, the plan is to expand into as many African countries as possible and uh, adopt for each of them. So when I'm in Zambia, I will be Zambian. When I'm in DRC, I will be Congolese. And I will speak French. Uh, and I will be totally in line with the local law and the local regulations, as well as the local payment systems, and be in the local language. CryptoSasa will be in Swahili, by the way. Oh, nice, nice. So really making it as democratic as possible. Yes, uh, democratic as possible and as widespread as possible, because when you think about it, the, the minimum transaction that we will accept will be 100 shillings. That's less than a dollar. Only 100? And you wow. will be able to deposit 100 shillings to your account, but you will also be able to buy 100 shillings worth of any crypto. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. 
So I'm just curious. I know that we, we've been talking for a few months, you know, waiting for things to start happening. And of course, I think I must be one of the first people discussing uh, crypto sasa with you in a public forum. Uh, but I was just wondering from your own experience, you know, what has it been like building this uh, platform and the high <laughs> so far? I'm just curious to understand. Oh, the don't want to go with that. <laughs> I mean, there's some of the highlights. There's some of the highlights, good and bad. You have enough time for that. First of all, <laughs> I'll tell you, we spent... The way you're laughing, it means there's been a, a lot of challenges. Huh? No, no, in all honesty, we wasted um, three, four months of our time and uh, some money as well. I mean, not very big, but sizable, let's say, uh, on technology first, because we started with building with another uh, backend provider. And then, yeah, three months into the journey, we realized the security isn't really the way we want it to be. And we saw some gaps in the whole thing. So we ditched it. We literally burned the money and said, you know, thank you very much. We're not working with you anymore. Here is your exchange. Take it back. We build it from scratch again. Um, and so that was the biggest challenge. Because, see, we are a bank. In essence, we, I mean, although we never hold any money ourselves or any assets ourselves, it's all with uh, top tier custodians. Uh, the whole security of this business is the um, yeah, utmost important stuff. And we're using a very well-known international custodian service. So all the cryptos are sitting in their wallets. Uh, insured, we have insurance applied, all of them AML screened. That's also a key issue here because you see, unlike, um, and I also I've learned this during this journey, um, people think crypto is very anonymous. <laughs> it's not. It's actually extremely transparent uh, in a sense that we don't know the name of a holder, but you know the address of the wallet. And you can see how much money is in that wallet. You will never know who owns that wallet. That's a different story. But there are wallets uh, that are being linked to illegal activities. Anti-money laundering, terrorism financing, and stuff like that. And so all our wallets or our custodial structure is built in such a way that all the incoming and outgoing transactions with the wallet addresses are screens. And if they are in any way tagged as having been in communication or going or coming from a, let's say, a suspicious address, we are informed. And then we can take an action, stop that transaction, return the money, or whatever. Um, so um, that is that was a big learning and one of the challenges because you know it's, we always come across that, you know, crypto, money laundering. None of this is true. And particularly because of this transparency, we can also give statistically, globally, roughly 2% of all wallets are tagged with that. Now, think about it, you know, in real money terms, probably have a lot more. So the challenge was building it. The challenge was establishing the correct security layers to it. Um, also finding a decent team was not so easy. It still isn't. You're still, you know, hiring. Uh, because, you know, we do take this with the scrutiny 
of a retail bank. Because really, this should be also our logic from day one. So the whole corporate governance, the KYC rules, the AML uh, policies, and so forth, is exactly in line with a normal retail bank. So yeah, this is not an easy task. And there aren't that many people around that know this business. So uh, it's not easy to even build a team together. But we're working on it. It's a nice journey, that much I can tell. It's so exciting that I can talk for hours about it. You have noticed. Yes, I mean, it's such a greenfield um, opportunity, especially in an area that's exploding globally, but also locally, uh, I presume the first locally based uh, crypto you know, exchange, right? I mean, you are going to be yes. the first in the market. Well, I think so, yeah. We will be the first uh, truly localized one. I mean, there are number of companies uh, looking into this market. They are usually uh, a Kenyan operation of a larger international company. Um, they, that, I mean, they will create competition or I mean, in my opinion, they will probably increase the market size. You know, the more the merrier is the way we take it. There is enough market out there. Uh, yeah. So I'm less concerned about that. Um, but um, I mean, to be in the forefront of a technology or maybe even a revolution in a sense, because, you know, we did some focus groups here, uh, with people who are already in crypto and to, you know, to get their understanding, why are they investing? Whereas all of them are very bullish. Naturally, they say, you know, it's going to hit 2 million in five years and I'm going to be a gazillionaire and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, I don't know that, uh, but, um, what we saw as one word coming out of that was freedom, financial freedom. They said, you know, we can do anything we want with our money. And whether we lose, we, we earn, that's our concern. But we want to be able to. And that kind of struck us. And uh, we'll be basing also our communication strategy around that. It's about that. It's about that freedom with your own finances. I love the sound of that, you know, financial freedom. That's why yeah. many young people are gravitating towards um, crypto. Yeah. Great. So I have, a, of course, the key question here. When is crypto SASA launching? Oh, you touched me in my heart there. <laughs> <laughs> is it a month away? Yeah, is it two months away? No, yeah, it's probably, it's probably a month away for uh, public access. Okay. We will be live. Uh, sometime next week uh, in what we call a private alpha mode. So we won't take registration. What we will do is, however, uh, starting early next week, we will start with pre-registration. So when you go to cryptocessor.com, you will be able to enter your email and phone number and name. Uh, we will keep that. And uh, once we are live, we will reach out to you uh, in either of the channels and say, here we are, please come and open your account. And when you do, you will see that the moment you deposit 250 shillings, you will have another 250 shillings coming from us. So we start with a promotional campaign where we give away free money, essentially, at 250 shillings per person. Uh, and the, 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 the condition is you just go there, pre-register, and let us have the database so we can reach out and let you know. Excellent. 
So, Bulent, thank you so much uh, for taking time to do this uh, conversation. Um, we are really looking forward to seeing uh, Crypto Sasa live in the market. I'm, re I'm ready to open an account. I hope oh, so you, am I. Trust me. I hope so you invite I. me to. I hope you invite me to to do so, and also share the experience yeah. of signing up. I think that's something that our audience would love to hear about. Uh, but more importantly, I'm super excited. I'm very big on crypto myself as a as a new way of doing things, and to have a local platform that works with M-Pesa, works inherently locally, that's affordable, that's cheap for Kenyans to use, or rather affordable for Kenyans yeah. to use, I think is an exciting prospect. And I want to wish you all the best. And we are looking for people that will work alongside us. So uh, here, an additional info, uh, if they send an email, uh, info at cryptosasa.com. Yeah. Um, those can be anything. They can. They want to be agents. They want to be our flag holders. They want to be customer support, or just they want to know more about this. Please let them. Everyone is uh, obviously. It's the email. Reach out, and I will answer everything one by one. It's info at cryptosasa.com. Excellent. Awesome. We look forward Thank to you. it. Thank you. Thank for you, Moses. Us on the podcast. Yes. Take care.